0: 19th pick in the 2019 NBA Draft, the San Antonio Spurs select Luka Doncic from Zagreb, Croatia. What's up, y'all?
1: What up, what up? What up? What up? Everybody's going on.
0: It's 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 the off season, which means we gotta take a break, of course, right? No. No, this is the off season of the NBA. What what are you expecting?
1: Off season is all about G League. It's all about and the NBA draft.
0: And then, nah, yeah, it's not like there's players moving all over the country or anything like that.
1: I know. I mean, you know, the balance of of the NBA didn't just get restored all of a sudden. You know, I don't know what I'm talking about.
0: And then may possibly be on the fringe too. Well, that's a good point. You know. Everything is in the
1: balance right now, or everything is hanging by a thread. So you know, it's whatever.
0: We're just gonna let everyone know we're we're recording this on the 9th of July first, so we're not gonna try to update this podcast in any sort of way. But be aware that anyone can be signed at any time because NBA free agency is going on and in full swing. So, but we're back here for the off season. It's gonna be busy and Paul Garcia, or not Paul Garcia, well, Paul Garcia has really done great work for Project Spurs, but Jeff Garcia let us know that he does not have an off-season himself.
1: <laughs> I don't think anybody in the media, especially like sports media, has has an off-season.
0: There it's is, crazy. there's like one month in the whole year, maybe a month and a half. It's like that late part of, J- J- of July where free agency kind of dies down, and then all of August is kind of that vacation time where nothing is really happening but that's about it then september starts like training camp then then october you clearly have the season starting that's been full swing so it's you only have about a month and a half of your really true media
1: yeah but even like even then i would have thought like with the end of the spur season um you know they would, have, they would show that a little bit more but definitely doesn't seem like that it's, it seems like they just they get even crazier and crazier, especially with how the these NBA drama storylines are, are happening. It's just, there's no off-season for the NBA. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. They're, even even the off-season is, is pretty intense and drama-filled.
0: Especially June and, like, July. This, that's where this is, it's all hell. All right. hell will break loose.
1: <laughs> well, and especially this off-season. Like, this off-season has been insane. Like, it's just, it's been crazy.
0: Because you have so many big-name players all, moving all over the place, Either if they're going to pure free agency to sign in trades, people are getting traded in free agency, you got people drafted, you got draft picks being traded, it's effing mind-boggling. Yeah, it's been like, crazy. It's been a crazy couple of days. Like, if we honestly tried to talk about every single move that's happened, we'd be here for like not, like nine hours. <laughs> Probably. And we wouldn't even know half the guys are traded <laughs> But so it's the key part of free agency, though, is what's what did the Spurs do? Because that's all that matters here. Nothing else. The other NBA doesn't exist for the next seg- segment or two. <laughs> but going into the first one, which was the key one, which first this this news broke even before free agency officially started. Because with how free agency works, it starts two hours before it's actually supposed to start. <laughs> Isn't, wouldn't that be a great way of representing it?
1: Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like uh, <laughs> everybody was like, at six at six o'clock Eastern time, that's when free agency is gonna happen. Six o'clock Eastern time, and then all of a sudden, here comes Woj and Shams with their their patented like the the tweets. Like they're like, this person is expected to sign here, or like is showing interest. And at that point, you know, <laughs> you know, you're like, okay, well, I guess he. Um, I guess he he's gonna sign there because that's that's what it essentially was happening.
0: And it was so, but it was like all at like four o'clock Eastern, three o'clock Eastern it was Central. Where oh yeah, all these guys are. This guy's going here. This guy's going here. He's expected to ex- accept this. It's like exactly. Right, it's this is too crazy. Please, can we slow down?
1: <laughs> and then as soon as as soon as it struck six Eastern time, Woj and Shams were just like firing off these draft tweets that they had oh, just yeah, one after another. That. Boom, 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 boom. And it's, I think, I think my Twitter, my Twitter notification thing, like overloaded because I wasn't receiving oh notifications. Yeah, I don't think,
0: and no, no one was receiving notifications, which is the <laughs> only reason you have those guys like turned on and it's ridiculous. It, it was ridiculous. So I'm like, I'm sitting and I'm hosting trivia that night. So I'm already at the bar, just kind of like eating some food beforehand with my laptop <laughs> trying to follow everything. And everyone's looking at me weird. Why is this kid have a damn laptop on, on the bar? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like in my, into my laptop. It was a trade. Who's trading? Who picked up who? I mean,
1: that's essentially what it was. Because as soon as you got like, as soon as you got one tweet, the next one, it was already another move coming down. It was like, what the hell? And and big big names moving. I mean, big crazy names moving. Yeah,
0: and we'll get to that in the third segment of our show because we don't want to. There's a lot more. There's a lot more free agents that have to be moved, including one big name that we're just not going to mention right now. Just make my life easy, but there's a, there's a lot going on in this NBA and there's going to be a, this next NBA season is going to be completely different. We don't know how it's going to go to be honest, but so let's go ahead and go to the first move, which was re-sign Rudy Gay to a two year, $32 million deal. Some people were saying that that's way too much money because it's about 16 million a year if you do the math right, averagely. And some people were saying, this is a horrible, this is a horrible pickup. He signed too much money for a guy that's most likely coming off the bench. Nah, this is a good deal. This was, this one, this was money that the Spurs could not take, could not take anywhere else anyway. And it's actually a pretty team friendly deal.
1: Yeah, I think, I think that was, so there's a few things here. One, I, I can understand why people were like, that's way too much money, because it, it does i mean it does seem like hey rudy's on on the wrong side of 30 and 16 mil for two years is it's quite a bit but on the flip side of that we don't know that the 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 exact parameters of the contract so we don't know if the second year is going to be a player option and team option or it's partially guaranteed. guaranteed so it just well, it may seem like it's it's a lot. I think it's it's still a pretty good contract because Rudy can create his own shots. That's a position that we needed. I mean, we we didn't have anybody at that four spot, you know, that's really reliable. Um, and then on top of that, we don't know the parameters of it, so it's still a pretty good contract. And like you said, I think the biggest thing that that a lot of people, including myself, didn't understand from the very beginning was that we couldn't give that money to anybody else. Like even if we wanted to sign, because Bojan Bogdanovic signed with um, uh, Jazz, the Jazz for eighteen mil a year, but we couldn't have given them that money anyways. So yeah, you know, I think it's I think it's money well spent on Rudy for sure.
0: Yeah, it's because it's early bird rights, which is work. The money works a bit differently with bird rights. If you don't know what those are, those are essentially the rights a team have because they had a certain player for a certain amount of time, but they can sign a player with those bird rights or over the cap because they've had that player for such and such amount of time. Right. And so that's how they got Rudy and they ha- re-signed him for 60 million. Doesn't affect anything else for the NL, the mid-level exception or anything like that. But resigning Rudy Gay, I think that's perfect. That's what your number one goal was going to this off season where Rudy was a very reliable guy. He's the only, he's the only person in NBA history to have a positive PER coming off an Achilles injury. And this dude is also, you have to look at his, his Instagram feed to see that this dude is fucking ripped. This dude is working out. He's working it. And this dude is, he he's ready to run it back with his team.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the best thing. That's the best thing that he, he mentioned. He's like, I'm, you know, let's run it back. Let's win another one. I think there was an interview that he had with the undefeated where he mentions, I want to get to a championship. You know, I want to get to that level. And um, that's essentially the mentality that we need. We need that hunger. And I think that the Spurs did a very good job yeah, he's, of drafting players like that and then as well as bringing them in in free agency.
0: Yeah, he said to Mark Spears of the Undefeated that Rudy said, I'm ready to compete for a ship. Last season wasn't the way we want to end things. We will be better next season. And that I think that's that's clearly – we. I think us, the fans, know that this team is going to be so much better next season.
1: Yeah, and obviously again, everybody is discounting the Spurs and they're like Chris Bouchard thinks that the Spurs are gonna be another lottery team, which doesn't make any sense with the moves that they've made so far.
0: And also add on that they said last year's team was gonna be a lottery team, and yet they got more they got younger, they got more talent now. This is not a team that's built around one random trade and not knowing what was going into free into the draft. And this is probably the best thing. This is going to be a much better season in my eyes. It's going to be a team that Pop and RC want more than anything. It's not going to be built around a trade. Yeah. And there's some players that I, I, and then I know you would prefer to not be under contract. <coughs> Marco Bellinelli. <coughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Marco. <More cool. laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, but this is, it's still a team that's really well built. You got a lot, of, you got a lot of good players. If you look at the players that they have, they still got DeMar. He's still an all-star level talent. You got Brent Forbes who can finish. That dude can finish around the room and he can shoot. I think Brent. there are some Bryn lovers and some Brent haters, but I'm kind of in the middle where I like Bryn, but I also don't love him. If you can, if you understand what I mean on by that. <laughs> it's like, you don't, I think, go ahead. No, 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 no. Keep, continue was, your thoughts. No, I was going to say, I don't love Brent on defense, but I love him on offense.
1: Right, right, right.
0: And then, but then you also have the, your youth core, Derek White, Lonnie Walker, DeJounte Murray. Yeah, he's coming off of ACL, but this dude has been training for the pat for two summers now, and it had a whole season of rehab. I think he's going to be fine. Then also add on, you guys got Yaka Purtle, You got, then you got your new draftees of Lucas Samenich, Keldon Johnson, Quindary, Weatherspoon, who had a great, I think those had a really good G, hey, summer league night. I was about to say G league, which we'll get to that in the next segment but this is a team that's it's built. I think it's built the way that pop and RC want more than anything and just bringing on Rudy Gay to run it back. That's even better.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Obviously we're getting ahead of ourselves with our new guys and talking about the summer league, but, um, I honestly think that the year two of the DeMar experiment and post Kawhi saga, I think it's going to be much better. Um, and we've seen it with with LaMarcus Aldridge. He only gets better or he got better after a couple of years. Um, and so the same thing's probably hopefully going to happen with DeMar. Um, now, going forward after that, you know, we'll see where DeMar is at or what DeMar wants as far as a contract goes. But I honestly think everything because you're adding you're adding your, your all defensive point guard and DeJounte Murray. And so you're getting that stability there. And then, you know, your two new additions from last year are going to have a whole season with the Spurs system under their belt. So, you know, Yaka Purtle and DeMar DeRozan are going to understand more so what, you know, the Spurs expect and how to, to play Spurs ball. And then as a whole... The entire unit as a whole, they're going to play much more in chemistry. So hopefully, all of that works. And and right now, they're working on that chemistry to you know to make a more successful run next year. Now, I mean, obviously, with the additions to the other teams, like it's it's going to be a grueling, grueling year because I think the teams are more balanced this year. But at the same time, I think the Spurs have a new addition with you know somebody that they they reached out to or they got in free agency that uh, is going to is going to be a lot of help.
0: Yeah, and I, that, the, so, re Rudy, that only left one more roster spot to be signed. That's not including two-way players. And that would go to, well, we, first we thought, ah, they're gonna sit back. They're just gonna let the summer league go on and sign someone from there. Nah, they're gonna sign someone the, next, the same night. They sign, uh, <laughs> I mean, DeMar Carroll. A few Har- hours later. Yeah, a few hours later, they signed DeMar Carroll to a two-year, $13 million deal. That's about six and a half million. Am I right on that one? i say six and a half, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, six and, I'm trying to do math in my head and I'm like, What? This is math. <laughs> I'm not used to this. Yes, but they signed DeMar Carroll to a two year thirteen million dollar deal, which that fills off the fifteenth spot. And I thought that this was a perfect signing. It's not one, the Spurs don't need a they don't need a all star type level guy. They just needed someone to fill out the roster in a position that you really needed at the small forward or at the three and four because he's like six eight. He can play the power forward and the and a small board. that was a position you really needed depth-wise, and you go get him for a two-year deal on six and a half million using the mid-level exception. Perfect.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is exactly who they should have they should have addressed the last year, um, or or even you know in the draft this year, um, but by picking up DeMar Carroll, that definitely um, adds depth to to the position right behind Rudy, um, and then also if Kawhi does come to the West, or even if he doesn't, even if like they see him in um, in the finals, you you have a few people that can can go ahead and and guard Kawhi or guard LeBron or guard Giannis. Like you have a depth at that. You have Rudy, you have Damar, um, you have Derek White. You know that can guard Kawhi. So and there's multiple people that you can you can put on that type of player that he can guard um, a larger, you know, small forward or, or a mobile power forward.
0: Yeah. It's again, it fills that position that you really need. And this dude's also a veteran, which I know pop and RC love. They love someone that all, we all got worried that they were going to trade draft picks for a veteran. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't remind me of that, <laughs> but he's been playing since 2009. He's been having a solid role player type career. And this is the dude that you really needed. It's, it's a good position film. The there's also a lot of chances for the different rotation types. It's, this is not like a guy that's going to sit at the end of the bench. This is a guy that's going to be within your rotations.
1: Yeah, I think, and he he brings that that mentality of that that dog mentality. Like he's willing to get his hands dirty and and, and you know fight for you know throw his body in there if he needs to. So that's the mentality that the Spurs have been missing for a long, long time. And I think with the with DeMar Carroll. And then adding these young guys, I think they they have an identity now, and especially getting Dejounte back, I think they have an identity now, which is good.
0: Also, he already has the Spurs in his bio, which I salute. You got? <laughs> That's all, I haven't checked that out yet. It just says that Spurs. So, but nice. Hey, he's in the Spurs. He doesn't know his number yet. But right. I don't. That's all that matters. <laughs> we we need to know his number. And looking at the looking at the line of numbers, because this is how I am. Is it worn one? Zero, three, five, and nine. So I have no huh. idea where this guy's gonna go. Maybe zero. Maybe. I was gonna say I wouldn't mind
1: seeing him in zero. I don't. I don't know if. It, I mean zero's not retired, so double zero is if, though.
0: That's it. Yeah, yeah. but zero yeah, you, can, zero's. you can use zero. Yeah. So, but that's and free agency is most likely done for Spurs after that, unless they decide to, unless they decide which I. I think we both would like to is doing a trade for Marco or, <laughs> and there's been rumors for tons. Yeah. And there's, I was going to say, there's been a lot of rumors that Dov has, has been teams have been asking about Davis and so packaging Davis and Marco, which is about, about $12 million with the contracts, if I'm correct or seven. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's 12 million. Around yeah, eleven, it, twelve million because two
0: contracts. D'Off is making seven million straight up and Marco's making about 5 mm-hmm. So if you package those two for say another young guy to put off at the end of your bench, go ahead. It saves you money. Although both guys are expiring next season, which makes it even more attractive. It just it's I think as a a lot of people have been saying they want they want Marco gone because they don't want Pop being Pop would have that that uh I'm trying to think that tease of you putting Marco on court instead of someone like Lonnie
1: yeah i mean if you if you keep marco and even if you keep davis you 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 take away from the minutes that the younger guys or guys that are more valuable at the position could possibly could possibly take
0: yeah and according to so before we move on i'm going to say paul garcia of project spurs is doing great work he's always done great work in covering the spurs But he tweeted out one as of currently that B balls index, which they have a projection, like a win projection for each team according to each free agent signing. Right now, B ball index has Spurs at 44.3 wins and the seventh seed, but these are also updated constantly through each free agent. So Spurs could easily get better based on how the league goes, but that's all, that's all a matter of where does everyone go and where, who doesn't go where.
1: Yeah, of course. Like, and, and that goes back to the whole uh, people are underselling the Spurs, obviously, again. So it's just <laughs> it's just it, it happens every year and especially post-Kawhi. And, and it's been happening that people were like, well, you know, Spurs are, are going to be a lottery team or Spurs are out of the playoffs. And yeah. yet somehow, someway here the Spurs.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk about some summer leagues as that just got started this last past Monday or whatever night we're recording. Breaking the illusion. We'll go with it. We'll be right back. (laughs) Hey, guys, have you ever listened to at the line and then suddenly think, huh, I kind of want to make my own podcast? Well, guess what? I have something that's going to be the best tool for you in starting off you, your podcast. It's called Anchor, and this is what we use here at The Line. Fun. it's absolutely free to use, and guess what? I know some of our hosting websites, they cost money to have you start your podcast, host it, and all that. Anchor doesn't do that. It's absolutely free. And there's even creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer if you don't have all the equipment that you want. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so you don't have to go to all these other websites and figure out how do what what do I put how do I get this? It's so confusing. Anchor, although, makes it easy for you, and they will put your podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many or more podcasting websites. And guess what? The best part of it, you can make money from your podcast, but no minimum listenership. That means you can do your podcast. For free while making money. Who doesn't love that? And it's everything that you need to make your podcast in one place. So make sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your free podcast.
1: I'm Jonathan Sanford, former voice of the San Antonio Spurs. You're listening
0: to the At The Line Podcast. All right, and we're back. Of course, we got to talk about some Spurs Summer League since that just started. Probably the most exciting part of this whole off season for us, essentially.
1: Hell yeah! I mean, we we got Spurs basketball back, so for sure, it's the best part.
0: It's best part, and we also get to see our boy Lonnie Walker come back again, do his second his second run at at the Summer League. Then we also get to see some of the newcomers, Lucas Saman- Samanich. Got and kind of get used to it, because I want to say Somatic, because that's just how it looks. But Samenich,
1: Samenich, it's like it Croatian. So it's all Cro- those, all those Asian countries like um they have that ch ch ch,
0: ch-, ch- at the end. Donkic, ch- ch- yeah Donchic Donchic Donchic. Kristaps Porzingis, right. is, is he in, is he a Latvian? He's Latvian. Yeah,
1: I think yeah he's Latvian. But right. but even like if they had like a they would it would be in their name
0: yeah but we got lucas Sam- Samanich, Keldon johnson and quindary weatherspoon as well as some other guys Ooh, that on the- boy's
1: bad sorry go ahead
0: yeah I'll, I'll agree he's he is a bad man i tried to pull up fr- i had the summer league roster in front of me and then it disappeared <laughs> this is professionalism at it's best right now to be honest
1: oh do you want me to rattle them off i can rattle
0: off the names are right, you rattle them off then since you know ever, since you know everything no, I got, I got the Russ right
1: here. All, all right, right I, got it. Got Lonnie, well, I got it now.
0: Well,
1: uh, I forgot. Okay, well, the people that played, we have Lonnie Walker, Drew Eubanks, Quindary Weatherspoon, Lucas Samanich, Ben Moore, Josh
0: Maggot or Maggett? I want to say Maggette. Um Thomas Maggette, Robinson, like
1: Darius that. Morris, Kilden Johnson, and Jeff Ledbetter.
0: Did you say Thomas Robinson?
1: Thomas Robinson, yes, sir.
0: Yeah, Jeff Ledbetter, career Spurs G-League, <laughs> his number is going to be retired in Austin. We all know it. No,
1: uh, he's he's gonna be the first one. Number <laughs> number three,
0: number thirty three for the Austin Spurs is gonna be up in the Raptors. Cause, <laughs> <laughs> cause Lebetter has been on that team for too long. He's
1: he's been there forever, man. God, I, I think it's like what four seasons that he's been in, in the G League
0: already. Um, yeah, but he's still he's making decent money. Yeah, As, he'll be the first.
1: He'll be the first millionaire in the G League.
0: No, actually, I don't think he would do that because we googled it. They make about a base salary of one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars y- a year so, <laughs> for their for the five for the five month season, which isn't bad at all. That's a livable wage. Eventually, they'll get there. If, if makes, he continues to play. <laughs> he gets money for playing basketball better than me. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's exactly that's that's still a pretty good dream right there. That's for sure.
0: So, but they're the big the big guys that we were we were looking for was. Definitely, we were watching Luca because we wanted to see how can this boy play up against some NBA talent. Um, we also want to see how Lonnie Walker's kind of how his development has gone, how he's how much he's really gained in development for the past year and summer. And also, I think one the third one for me was Quindary because I did not because this guy was was really unknown to me. I was really kind of curious to see how this guy could do. I saw a lot of stuff saying that this guy actually might do be better than everyone thinks. And be, then be have a better skill set than his second round draft pick actually shows. Um, who was an our guy that you were looking forward to seeing?
1: I mean, uh, I think uh, Thomas Robinson was one of them that I was really interested in seeing, um, as well as the development of Drew Eubanks. I, I and mean, because Drew Eubanks is going to be one of those guys that's on the fringe. So of, of having a roster spot. So I was really interested to see, and that's mention he's kind of posted some stuff online showing, you know, some, um, some of his, his off season workouts. So I was really interested to see like what his development was. Um, so yeah, those, those are the guys that I was interested in seeing of, obviously in all our new draftees, all the yeah. new draft picks.
0: I will say Drew Eubanks is a big, big man. That dude is really <laughs> beefy. I can say. I dude. mean he's
1: got he's light on his feet though. Like for being a big for being a oh, yeah, big definitely. he's he's quick, which is pretty crazy to see.
0: But overall the Spurs actually took it took the game ninety seven to eighty nine against the Cleveland Cavaliers separate league team. Um uh, Lonnie finished with twenty points with seven rebounds. And let's talk about Lonnie real quick. Lonnie's definitely shown some improvement. There are still a few things that I would prefer. That be developed, but overall, Lonnie has really progressed, and he showed up, saying, showing that he was the best guy on that court.
1: Yeah, you know, in the beginning, I think the entire Austin Spurs seemed a little off; it, it was shaky. And I think uh, Luca kind of encapsulated it in one of his post game interviews. He said, "In the beginning, he was nervous," and I think that's essentially what everybody looked like at the very start of it. I think for like maybe half of the first quarter everybody just looked really shaky and they were down like, I think two points to like 11. It was pretty abysmal showing. Um, but Lonnie took a little bit of time to settle in. He looked way too quick. Like his, his mind was moving quicker than his body. And I can understand that because, you know, of, of him coming back from injury. So he, he just needs to settle down and, and kind of, he, he was obviously the best player out there. Um, I think he was, if I looked, I, check. I think he's he yeah scored the most points. Yeah, he was the best. Yeah.
0: He was the best guy on the court. On the court, in, he was best. I. He was the best guy on there, which
1: which we all we all knew. We all knew that Lonnie was going to be the best guy in the court because of the experience he has and his potential, and he definitely showed it. Eventually, he settled down and he was just shooting lights out. I think he went like he was four for six, um, and had like almost two dunks, or yeah. if not one dunk for he sure. Went, he went
0: eight for twelve at sixty six percent. But
1: oh crap, I don't know what I was like. Looking- oh free throws, sorry. But um, even that was pretty good. But yeah, so so Lonnie looked good. Um, eventually he he just relaxed and started making doing his thing. Um, I think the person
0: that I'm most impressed with throughout the night was Quindary Weatherspoon. He just looked so smooth. One more thing on Lonnie Walker. His Lonnie Walker's defense was pretty damn good tonight too. Just,
1: oh yeah, just looking at how it.
0: how aggressive he was on just staying on people, and then and then go back how to quick his feet were how quick he is. This dude just quick in general, and. Yeah, I relate with Lonnie where my mind is going faster than my body can actually handle. Right, but Lonnie is a right. guy. Whereas if his body's going that fast, I don't know how fast his mind is going. <laughs> <laughs> but that dude, the... he's he is quick. That dude can run up and down, run up coast to coast easy. And I think he's going to be a threat once he gets, once he kind of gains control and becomes a bit more smarter with how he handles things. He he's going to be a deadly guy in transition.
1: I mean, he's definitely showing it. And I think that's what the Spurs want to see from him. Take that next step, be more confident. And I think his mentality coming into the game and just leading up to this game and this this um, tournament has been exactly what the Spurs want to see. He has such a good head on his shoulders. um, It's it's awesome to see. And I think he's going to be very, very special for the Spurs going forward.
0: All right. Go on to what you want to say about Quindary.
1: Yeah, so I think the person that I was most impressed with was, was Quindary Weatherspoon, just because, like you mentioned in the beginning of the segment, he he's he was a 49th draft pick. So usually the Spurs, not I wouldn't say usually, but there's there's times where the Spurs don't don't hit their mark, and we've seen them do hit their mark with these with his pick, um, you know, C I E Manu Ginobili. <laughs> so it's just it was fascinating to see him just totally just be completely smooth with the game he looked like he's been playing in the nba for a few years now he did not look like a rookie i mean and i think it, it there's a testament to that playing four years in college or not just being a one and done but it's kind of my,
0: it reminds me of Derek white where Derek white played all four years and it, exactly it, and yeah the one and done is popular and i don't blame some of those guys going one done but the four, not at all the four-year guys should not be counted out either look at tim duncan
1: not at all no i agree with you i I agree with you there that you know i'm not trying to shit on the one and done guys because obviously if you have that much of a talent if you have that much talent and and you want to take advantage of that you know you should be making money off of being this phenomenal player so i'm not shooting on that i'm just saying there's a lot
0: more sorry go ahead i just said no i was agreeing with you there oh yeah
1: so there's a lot more to there's a lot more to to one of the, to like those players that stay four years in college because they, man, I mean they look they look polished for sure.
0: Um, yeah, Quinn Derry he he made yeah. we're the Spurs are not a team that really need another guard on their on the roster just because of how guard heavy this this team is? But watching Quinn because it's either how what's are we just calling him Spoon now? <laughs>
1: I think that might be his like his nickname because it seems to stick. It's just it's easy to say that. <laughs> it's easy just to go spoon.
0: Yeah, we'll go with it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, but he looks he was one of the more polished guys on the on the court, even for being a second round rookie pick. And he has that combo guard, which I don't think really any he has more playmaking that I think the Spurs really need, especially coming off the bench where. Yeah, we have a lot of defensive type mind guys we're in DeJounte and Derek, but they're not really playmakers, so per se. Maybe DeJounte's a bit more playmaking, but Quinn Derry was out there showing up. He was, let me look at his stats one more time, cause he was balling 13 points off of five and eight shooting, had, was all over the board, three rebounds, two assists, four, that's four turnovers. That's not good, but this is summer league where this is fun, sloppy basketball in a way. How you can say, but uh right, but again, like you said he he looks like he's been playing out there for a year or so now, where he looks polished where and it looks I think there's gonna be a I hope that he gets a he gets a roster spot come come later in the season,
1: yeah, well, I mean, and he also i think the thing is he also um finished in traffic really nice, so like there was this one play where he. He, he was stepping through two or three guys and he had enough strength and body control to finish you know and still finish the play which we've seen a lot of Spurs players not finish at the play when they get you know bumped slightly or whatever so for being for being a guard i think he's gonna be a great addition to um to give i know there's a lot of guard position or there's we're, we're like heavy guard right now but at least he's not six foot and you know there's only two guards on on the team right now that are know at that six foot mark and he's not one of them
0: exactly all right let's go on to the man of the the man that we have all been focusing on that's been the real question mark of how is this guy going to be against nba talent that's Lucas samanich and this dude had a pretty damn good night but and i think this was a really good night in representing what he's good at and what he needs to improve on i thought this was a picture perfect type game that where you want to see where spurs fans that hadn't seen him play you guys see him what he can do and what he needs to work on one of those things that he needs to really work on. Let's get the negatives out of the way that really he needs to work on. He needs to work on building some muscle that dude, I wrote a piece for Spurs zone, which comes out on Tuesday where one of his big negatives coming into the league was he just doesn't have any strength to him that he's he's a thin guy. He has a big body, but right now his frame is too skinny where he's going to get bullied inside. And it clearly did this game.
1: Yeah. Um. He he didn't. Like, I think Luca was in that in that um kind of gray area. Like he he didn't impress very much, and he didn't disappoint very much. He was pretty much what everybody expected to be, and that's a good thing. A first rounder drafted at nineteen for being you know as um athletically freakish as he is because he's a tall guy but yet is still able to have like handles and he still have has tight dribbles and stuff like that so for being for being how he is i think he definitely just he played on par which is great um and i think you said it you said it best he it was a perfect encapsulation of what he has to fix and it also gave you a taste of what he can do and what we should be excited about and i think that's that's the great thing about today um um, or I think it's the great thing about summer league in general is that we can see exactly what development these players need, and so yeah, you're right. Luca definitely needs to add on some some weight, some muscle. Um, I think that's going to be the the best thing he's into, and he'll be able to finish those um, those harder drive to the baskets and and dunks if he if he gains a little bit more strength and muscle. So I, I think it's I think this is another year where the Spurs each each draft pick that they had nailed it they did so good and i know me personally i know that on draft night we were like what the hell uh, you know this is ridiculous but i think the spurs definitely hit it out the park now or at least potentially wise you know the potential and the ceiling is there for those to have a really great draft this year
0: exactly and again i like luca his the type of game that he can bring bring out for his especially at his size it's going to be it's going to be one of those great roles that it's going to be filled. And he actually filled up the stat, stat sheet all over the place. He had 11 points, four of seven shooting, had one three-pointer that he just threw in as a dagger, which I'll Man, give it that. And
1: it was silky smooth. It was so nice, too. It was yeah. a beautiful shot. And that, that I think that was, like, the best look at his form for shooting.
0: Um, he re, He's a rebounder. He got seven rebounds. I will say that he had some decent – he had some nice passes, too, that – He's he's not going to he's not a ball dominant type guy, but he can he knows how to pass and there's kind of a foundation for that. I forgot. Who, yeah. He, go ahead. So no no go ahead go ahead. I think it was a pass to I want to say Robinson where he was on he was on, like on the right right corner in that area and looked like he was going to take a shot, but did a quick quick short pass to someone for open. No, it was to Drew for that dunk.
1: Yeah, and also I think he like his ball handling skills are. For a big guy, for a six ten dude, his ball handling skills are really good. There's that one play where Wendler was guarding him at the, you know at the three point line, and um, he kind of did that step back, and then he threw it behind his back. And if it wasn't for Wendler holding him and fouling him. Um, you know, Chris, Chris, um, (laughs) Luca would have, Luca would have broke his ankles and it would have been disgusting because he had a clear lane in the basket and that ball was spot on to where he needed it to be to make this, um, you know, amazing behind the put behind the back play.
0: What? Another thing I got to talk about Luca is hops. This dude can jump this dude. Yeah, that's true. There's, there's like two different stats that we need to look at. One, he almost had two different posters this game, and he just needs to learn how to hold on the ball just like a second, like half a second more. Because this dude, yeah, and I think, like I said, I
1: think that goes back to him getting stronger. If he gets stronger, he'll be able to to finish those posters better. Well, well, I, I take that back because one of them, one of those posters, he got smacked in the face. Like that was ugly. That, yeah, that was that, that, was a sec, really bad that second in the
0: face. That second post, poster attempt, but his first poster attempt, I was almost out of my seat just from the idea that he almost made that. <laughs> but because he. Because he does, he has a nice little crossover. Because he gets the ball at the top, at the top, the at the top of the key, has a nice little crossover. He drives and he can muscle his way into the paint, and he looks like he's going to finish that. And he's the ball just comes out of his hand just at the last second. But and then, but the other key thing about him having those hops, he had two blocks tonight as a and for a summer league team, which is he had a night. I think he would have had three blocks if one ball just didn't bounce off the backboard. A, like yeah. a split second before he hit it but he was block he was jumping and blocking
1: yeah I think he um I think he he has to get used to the game over here and the American the, the way the American game is played obviously he's from the Euro league and they they play a little bit differently um as far as like I guess you can say overall like I wouldn't say his like fundamentals but athleticism wise as physicality wise like it's just it's a different game here so he just needs to get used to it needs to get used to playing with with people that are more um his his caliber because i think that's that's you know that's what he is here he's he should be in the nba
0: yeah and it's i said this in the piece that's gonna be released on tuesday where Luca has all those fundamental pieces that you want in an NBA player, that you want in a prospect. He has all those foundations that you really want. The only things that he really needs to improve on are things that you can easily do, which is building his strength and just getting NBA level play experience. This is, this dude is going to be really good. No matter what, what he has the pieces for it, I think he has the drive to work for it and he's around probably the best system to possibly develop in the league.
1: Right, the one guy we haven't mentioned though is Keldon Johnson.
0: It was more. I really haven't mentioned Keldon because he really had a quiet night, and I don't blame him because he's kind of third fill to to Lonnie, Luca, and even Quinn. So I kind of I don't blame him on that. Just he made four points off of two shots, so he wasn't really getting too many touches tonight.
1: Yeah, I think he. I think he was the most underwhelming. Um, of, of the new draft guys, but I don't think he was bad entirely. Um I, I think he has a lot to to work on as far as his shooting goes. I think that was probably his, his biggest sword, his biggest eyesore was the shooting. But his defense there was there's a couple of plays where he broke up some some plays because of that instinct instinct he has on on the ball. Um and then I think he's he can develop and this might be blasphemous, but he can develop into like a, a smarter more efficient Russell Westbrook. Like it it seems like he has that, that motor to just keep going, 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 going and just make these like physical plays like Russell has. I think Keldon has those tools. Um, And if we can develop his other, you know, his opportunities, like his shooting form and him being uh, more effective, you know, off the ball, I think um, he's going to be amazing player.
0: Yeah. And he, this is, this is all their first game and, Within the system, one, and two, with NBA-type talent. So I'm not blaming them if they don't do great within game one. Right, in game one. I'm not going to blame them. I'm not, I'm not very – I'm not, like, shocked and angry. Kelly Johnson sucks. No, I'm not like that. This is their first game. I'm not going to put too much criticism on them. This whole point of Summer League is to develop, find what they're good at, and find what they're not good at, and work on it. That's the whole point of Summer League. Plus, it gives the fans a little peek at – what the future is
1: yeah no i i agree i agree with that i mean like again it's it's all just summer league so while we may it may seem like we're overreacting to some of these like potentials or whatever it's it's not that it's just the potential is there for these players to be great they're in the best development for for their you know for what they need so if they can just continue on they it, sh- it should be okay they're gonna they're gonna develop just fine and this draft this 2019 draft is gonna go down as one of the better drafts that have. I mean, the Cavs. i mean the Cavs one the, the Cavs have made no, no that they have made i'm yes. sorry if i sound like yeah all
0: right all right well when we come back we're gonna talk about the whole nba spectrum within free agency and outdate this podcast so we'll be right back when our outdated <laughs> portion of the podcast I'm Ty Yeager, and I want to introduce you to the Rise Up podcast community, a community for podcasters created by podcasters, dedicated to the promotion and growth of podcasts everywhere. Rise Up is not a network. There are no contracts and no control over your content, just a vessel for you to spread the word of your work and connect with fellow podcasters to collaborate, create, and promote. And guess what? It doesn't cost you a single cent to join the community. Join the Rise Up Podcast community today by visiting our website at bit.ly slash riseuppodcommunity and follow the community on Twitter at rupodcommunity. Again, that's bit.ly slash Community and at rupodcommunity on Twitter. Come and join the community of podcasts and rise up with us. Rise Up Podcast Community. This is Jeff Garcia of News 4 San Antonio and host of Lockdown Spurs, and you are listening to At the Line Podcast. No, 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 no. I needed more. Yes, we need more. We absolutely need more of whatever this NBA drama offseason is. Oh,
1: we got plenty more.
0: Oh, we got plenty more.
1: Trust me. Oh, we got plenty more.
0: Oh, if we wanted to get talk- if we want to get started with that, let's go ahead and get started with that. Um, Let's just get off with the two biggest free agent free agents that of already signed. And I think the biggest winner of this free agency is going to be the Nets, no matter what. Because the Nets get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving for... Kevin Durant signs for a four-year, $164 million reported deal, while Kyrie is getting a four-year, $141 million deal reportedly. Yeah, Kevin Durant's out for most likely a year with his Achilles injury, but this is still a team that's really well built and ready for the next four years.
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, the definitely the nets are one of the top teams that have one quote unquote free or have quote unquote one free agency. Um, I also think that um, they, they are set up really well and they took a chance again. This is, this is exactly what I called before free agency started. I said that at this point, because of the whole Kawhi Leonard saga it started this trend of like these teams just going for it, and and they did, and they won the sweepstakes. So, and they, I mean, they just Sean Marks, hats off to you, man. You're you're making some some moves over there, and it's amazing.
0: Making, making Spurs look good too, because he's is yes, he, he is <laughs> former spur, former front office spur, I believe. Yes, yep. So, yeah. Then the Nets also got DeAndre Jordan too. I forgot what his deal is, but I think his is it's a, four for forty. Yep. Yeah, so about ten million a year. And I think Kyrie. I think Kyrie and Kevin Durant agreed to take a little bit less than the max just to fit him in.
1: Yep. That's that's exactly what so, happened.
0: Which DeAndre Jordan? He's kind of he's kind of washed up, but still, it doesn't have it doesn't hurt to have a player with his veteran with his veteran status. How do you, how are
1: you saying that DeAndre Jordan is washed up when? I mean, it's not his fault. He's played. He was. He was on the Knicks last year because he got traded.
0: Problem is, he, he wasn't really playing that well with Dallas either. And yeah, well, Dallas wasn't very good either. Dallas was all right. All right, we'll go. <laughs> I guess I'm the Dallas fanboy here, or at least I'm like I'm not a fanboy, but I like Dallas more than I should. I guess. <laughs> and speaking of Dallas, they got KP. They got Christoph Porzingis on a max year, five year, one hundred fifty eight million dollar deal. He's going off his ACL, but I think he's going to be pretty damn good. Next, Luca Donkic, it, Donkic, not Lucas Samonich. Samonich, Donkic. It's going to be it's going to be very confusing.
1: But we got the better Luca, by the way. Interesting.
0: Damn. Then, <laughs> then I think they signed. I think they resigned JJ. I think they got Maxi re resigned too. I'm trying to run through all the different resigns <laughs> they have. Oh, they got Seth Curry, the better Curry. <laughs> Hey, Seth Curry is pretty damn good for for his kind of role. He's pretty good, but uh, he's definitely
1: uh, stepped up his game.
0: Definitely. Um, let's go on. Let's talk about Kimba Walker. Who the Hornets lowballed him, definitely. And who whoever's run the Hornets, they're dumbasses. A.K. Well, Michael that's Jordan. Michael Jordan, <laughs> the greatest,
1: the greatest basketball player, didn't even. And I just call him a dumbass, even...
0: and I'm n- I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah, there's definitely some questionable calls that are questionable front office decisions that he's made. That's just like I don't understand what you're doing.
0: If, if you you have to look at their contract situation is horrible. Then overpaying Nicholas Patoon. Um, they're probably going to pay Tony one more year, even though he just retired. Just based on that money, they just have horrible contracts all around. And then add on that they lowballed their home star guy, their hometown guy. He, Know that he was an all star. He should have easily been getting get, he was getting max offers from other teams, and you're going to lowball him, really? Well, it's yeah. go ahead. I was just going to say I don't,
1: you know, and this, I'm obviously in in the minority here, but I don't think that Kemba should have been given. Like I can understand why Michael didn't give him the max because he's a six foot guard or like six one, six two, something like that. He's you know an ISO player. Um it's just his defense is is okay I mean it's not bad are so it's just like do you want to put almost two hundred million in a guy like that and again i i'm I'm completely in the minority here, and I understand it. and if you want to flame my Twitter by all means it's Mac pen media, go ahead and flame it, but I'm just saying I can understand why Michael didn't give him the max or the yeah, super max
0: I can see the argument for the from the non super max deal but the way they lowballed him i think it was much lower but also other teams were offering max and if you really this is that you're a franchise guy and this is the only guy that's really good on your team you're gonna have to match these other offers you have to see Kemba as kind of right. a restrictive free agent where right, right no matter what no matter what you think it is if you really want him you're going to give him the money but yeah, instead Boston is going to give him the money for 141 max max deal up for four years, which is replaces Kyrie essentially, and I think he, he's excited to go there.
1: It's kind of a wash. That's I mean, a... Kyrie might have better handles, I think, but
0: it yeah, Kyrie is always. Go, I think he's going to be the better player overall. But adding replacing him with Kimba is not a bad deal. Plus, also, exactly, and then also adding that Kyrie kind of killed that locker room too. <laughs> It's it's not a bad it's not a bad pickup at all, right? Klay um, Thompson resigns with the Warriors. We don't care. Um, Tobias Harris re. Wait, has that been announced yet? That uh was, yes, it I is. Mean- yes, it is now. It's, oh, okay. There were the some rumors saying, oh, we haven't heard anything about this. It must be. It must not gone down. And but no, it's gone down. It's they right. just nothing had changed at all in the past like three days. Um, the next one is Tobias Harris. He goes. Th- he resigns with the Sixers on a max deal um so as a result jimmy butler is doing a sign and trade to miami how do you feel about that one i was gonna say
1: i think that's the craziest or one of the crazier like um plot or plots that happened i mean you just you you look at it and you're like why would why would he go and sign with miami I, i mean it doesn't make any sense he said he wanted to win so i mean miami's hasn't while well, they've been they've been on that fringe playoff team, so it's like why why when he could have gone to the Clippers, he could have gone to he could have stayed with the Sixers, uh, he could have I mean he could have had his choice of anywhere, and he ends up going to Miami, and they and Miami just just traded Hassan Whiteside to uh, Portland to to Portland for Mo Harkless and well, the, somebody the, else.
0: So here's
1: and then more the, Mo Harkless got twi- got traded off.
0: <laughs> so yeah, this is a really. First, whenever they first announced that this was going to happen, it was like I think it had, was 76ers in Dallas, and the Dallas was going to get uh, I want to say Gordon Dragic, but that fell out, and so they got this fourteen trade going on now where I forgot who's going from the who's leaving from the Clippers, but Josh Richardson is going to to Philadelphia, Butler's clearly going to Miami, Mo Harkless, Mo Hart, I want to say Mo Harkless and uh. What's his name? Myers, Miles, Myers, Myers Leonard. Leonard. Is, Myers Leonard is Myers is going to. I want to say South Miami. Beach? He's going to South yep. Beach, and Mo Harkless is going to the Clippers. Which that's not a bad. That's not a bad pickup for the Clippers at all.
1: No, yeah, I, it's just it's been. Again, I don't know, I, I don't understand why Jimmy ended up going to 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 the Heat. They arguably got worse by losing Josh Richardson and Hassan Whiteside.
0: But it's also Butler gets to be the face of the team. It's they built they can start building around him. It's he in probably South, went because of Gabriel Union. It's in South. <laughs> <laughs> it's in South Beach too. South Beach is not a bad place to live. That's true for
1: you know a twenty eight year old person making, millions of millions, hundred dollars,
0: hundred forty two million year, hundred forty two million dollars over four years. It's not bad, right? Thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Milton resigns courts of course, with the Bucks re resigns with the Magic. D'Angelo Russell, I I don't know. In limbo, <laughs> he's kind of a limbo he's kind right of a limbo. Now. But currently, he's on or starting on July 6th, He will be a Warrior, which boggles my mind of why anyone helps the Warriors. But they wanted Kevin Durant, so the Nets wanted Kevin Durant at least, but. That, well, well,
1: the reason yeah. why the reason why they did that was because like the Warriors didn't want to lose Kevin Durant I mean, without getting course. anything.
0: But in, in, it's in more time. mind-boggling the Nets, where why would you help the Warriors?
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: But it seems that they, the Warriors, just trade for D'Angelo as an asset. They signed him. Did a sign trade for him for a max contract of let's say it's 117 million dollars over four years, which this is, and he's going to go somewhere. We don't know where at this point. That's going to be it it's going to be another trade and the warriors are just going to get probably a small forward in the in the making as it and all part of that Equidala is in memphis most likely to get bought out which that boggles my mind too that they just trade away their best bench player for the warriors at least the, the, yeah. the warriors are very in limbo right now where you don't yeah. know where they're going
1: I think this is like the quickest dissension we've ever seen from from like a championship caliber team. Like, and I know some. I was watching first take and and get up this morning and and they're like Warriors are still going to be in the playoffs and whatever. It's like what? How?
0: <laughs> how? They do yeah. not. They do not have a bench. Their bench is not up to par at all. Clay, Clay Thompson, Thompson is going to be out with with the you know his his Achilles like all year. Like, how do you expect them to? Your second option your second scoring option no matter at this moment is Draymond Green.
1: Right. Right. Or Quinn Cook, but even then the, I mean he's just he's still a restricted free agent. I don't know if he's re-signed yet.
0: Yeah, it's the spur their bench is just full of guys like Jordan Poole. There's not that many people in there.
1: It's yeah, I mean it's it's definitely it's it's been very sobering see seeing them like become like i said like the the fall that they've they've
0: experienced exactly. um so our big names uh al horford goes on a weird ass deal to to 76ers for 109 million over four years even if yeah. he's 30 it kind of reminds me of when it kind of reminds me of that pow deal a little bit when,
1: well i mean i think i think uh, al horford is much much better than oh yeah he's
0: definitely much better than pow pow then Powell Gasol was at the age that we the spurs signed him I can say I just that.
1: Feel, I just feel like it, like you said, like it's it's a weird fit, you know, because Al Horford in, in Boston played, he played the five position, and then you have um, you have MB that's there too, and just there, what they will have is they're going to have a ton of um, they're going to have a ton of defense, which is I guess what they needed, but then they also added. Um, Oh, they they retained Tobias Harris,
0: which is good. Yeah, that's a good that's a good signing, and so they don't have a lot of money to deal with now. Um, right, right.
1: But they added another person. Oh, who
0: was it? <laughs> to remember who who that was. While well, you think about that, uh, they got Mike Scott back for a two year, okay. <laughs> nine point six yeah. million dollar deal, and they got Kyle Quinn on a on a minimum deal. That's about it. <laughs>
1: Right. So it's been I mean, they they did decent. And I mean a lot of people were saying that they were gonna be or that they are the best team in the East, which Exactly. I mean, I guess. You know, depending on what depending on what uh on what Kawhi does, we'll see we'll see how that goes because I mean for the most part Toronto's pretty much stayed intact. So
0: Um another team that I think that's g you vastly improved in the East is Pacers. They got Malcolm Brogdon, which was they oh, really that needed was a great pickup. They needed a point guard to put next to VO, and I thought that was a really good signing for them. They get a pretty they get a former rookie of the year who's actually a pretty decent player overall as their point. Put him next to a VO that's coming back from injury, and you got a pretty damn good team. Yeah, they lost Bohan Bondanovich to the Jazz, but still that, that Indiana team could be fighting for the East.
1: I don't I mean, yeah, they, they still have Sabanis, they still have um Sabanis, Miles Turner. Um, and then, like you said, they picked up Brogdon.
0: so I think they've done a pretty good
1: job overall, um, yeah, of, of maintaining maintaining their their standing.
0: All right, we gotta talk about this team. This team is this next team has gotten dangerous, dangerous just on how much talent they have around their whole team, and that's the Utah Jazz.
1: Ooh, yeah. This think, and, and see, this is one of those teams that I said that was up there winning, winning um, the free agency.
0: Definitely, because they got because they got Bohan Bondanovic, which is a really kind of a position they really needed at that small forward position. So now you got you got Donovan, then you also add Mike Conley, who they got in a trade. Then you add that you have defensive player of the year, Derek, uh I was about to say Favors. Uh, why can't I not think of his name? I'm I'm a horrible human being right now. <laughs> Go Bear, Go Bear. They have Go Bear, which is the. Def- defensive player of the year at the center position. You got a hell of you got a hell of a team right there.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean they definitely they they strengthened their starting five and they added some quality pieces so they've definitely one of those teams that won for agency. So, while I don't think they're as um they're as deadly or as formidable as others say they are. Um, I definitely think they're they're one of the teams to watch for and watch out for.
0: Yeah, there's st- it's a team that's will still put up a good game that you're going to put up a good fight against. Right,
1: oh. right, right. They, I mean, they're again, I don't. I mean, because you look at Conley, and Conley's on again the wrong side of thirty, and also um, also has he's coming off an in, an injury for the season or from last season. Um, so it's just and then. Brogdon is he's he's good, but he's just like he. I guess he didn't have his best season last season as yeah. far as shooting goes. So you know, uh, I think it's I think while again they they've added pieces that they needed. I just think that they're as not as formidable. I would say they're top four for sure, though. I think so uh, if talk, everything goes well. Let's and Quinn about- Snyder's a good coach for oh, sure. Oh, definitely.
0: Quinn Sanders is really good. Let's go let's talk about our winner too. That just overall in the whole off season's the winner has to be the New Orleans Pelicans. This Absolutely. T- this Pelicans team Absolutely. they get JJ Reddick off of a David Griffin's the goat. The yeah. goat of this year. They get, JJ, they get JJ. they get JJ Reddick on a $26.5 point five million dollar deal for two years, which is another veteran presence to put around all that young talent. This is I know this is a team that you were kind of bit skeptical about, but this is a team that you gotta worry about now if you're in the West. No matter what yeah.
1: I, I was skeptical about them because of of how much inexperience they had um you know they have a lot of young players on that team a lot of them coming from from the lakers um so while they had all that young young players they also then they just added like i said they added jj redick and they added um who else did they add they added a couple more veterans
0: i can't find the names uh, right here
1: i'll pull it up yeah well i mean they added they added other quality pieces that is like rounding out the perfect or at least if they can make it happen, they're rounding out a really, really good core around this this young core.
0: Yeah, it's it's you have a really good young core in the first place, and then you add on some really good veterans, especially JJ JJ Redick, who is I think he's a bit more underrated, but he's a really good three guy and a veteran presence that you always need.
1: Absolutely sniper,
0: yeah. And then just in general this what David Griffin has been doing in New Orleans is amazing. It probably the be, one of the best off seasons for any team in like the in the history of the NBA.
1: Well, and especially after everything that happened with AD and like just um, based
0: on like a turnaround from like where the team was before into where they most likely will be next season, it's going to be a, a major turnaround.
1: Right. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So like everything that they've experienced over the over the past few months. They've definitely managed to, to just knock it out of the park with with what they've what they were working with.
0: All right, let's talk about one more winner on this one. It has to be the New York Knicks <laughs> <laughs> for the league. It's a winner for Knicks fans, not re- not so much. Oh, poor Knicks fans, ah, oh, they they made they traded their best player in a long while, and Kristaps to clear up space, had two max slots. What well, first before the free agency they thought they were gonna get Zion, they that didn't happen. Then they thought, oh, we're gonna get Kevin Durant and Kyrie. No, they go to others. They go to the Airside Town in Brooklyn. So it's just <laughs> so you would ask, you would ask yourself, who are who are the Knicks? Who will the Knicks sign? They must get someone pretty decent. Oh, they signed Especially Julius. Like cap space. <laughs> they signed Julius Randall. That's pretty decent. It's a decent signing it's yeah. you know, it's julius randall's kind of an up and up guy but then you also add on tosh gibson bobby porters and reggie bullock
1: who all play like the same positions
0: <laughs> for 20 million 31 million and 21 million and julius randall only got 63 million for three years it's Knicks. what are you doing <laughs> what are you doing buddy are you are you okay is there a kid playing 2k that's actually running a team all of a sudden
1: well, Joel,
0: Dolan acts like it for sure. Oh, don't let's not, not. Don't get me on Dolan. Dolan's is a dick. It's <laughs> I, the whole reason that teams are not coming to, not coming to to the Knicks is has to be because of Dolan. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And did you hear? I did you hear the thing about what they did with uh with Kevin Durant?
1: Um, about DeAndre Jordan?
0: No, no. Where with Kevin Durant, they didn't even offer him a max contract. Mm-hmm
1: oh oh no I didn't I didn't hear that yeah so
0: because James Dolan was very worried about the the KD injury but this also goes back to our conversation about what we said with the Hornets yeah he's gonna be injured and I know I probably would not prefer to give him a max contract even though he's gonna sit down a year but you kind of have to go with the flow of how everyone else is fighting for this
1: no no that's a Kawhi Leonard thing like yeah Kawhi Leonard had the injury and the Raptors you know obviously took advantage of it. Um, You know, they, they rolled the dice, and Kawhi ended up winning my championship.
0: <laughs> exactly, and and on this one, it's Kevin Durant. You're going to send him to, four, to a four-year contract anyway. Yeah, you're going to be paying him $41 million for sitting out a year, but it's still Kevin Durant.
1: You let him rehab, and then just let him come back stronger the next year.
0: Exactly, and so James Dolan didn't offer him that max contract, and it's like, what are you doing? You... <laughs> You wanted him, but you're not going to put the effort to go get him.
1: And see, on top of that, and this is what I heard, this is this is a good point that Stephen A. mentioned um, on first take this morning. He had said, so this whole, like, Brooklyn Nets trio that just formed, they're all friends, everybody's friends. DeAndre Jordan is friends, really good friends with Kevin Durant, and Kevin Durant's really good friends with Kyrie. So Dolan and the Knicks had a perfect advantage, like a foot in the door with Kev- with Kevin Durant if they wanted to with deandre jordan but what ended up happening is and i think deandre jordan mentioned this um was that he wasn't happy with the organization like he wasn't happy with how they treated him he wasn't happy with the fact that he was getting less minutes to these younger guys and so it's like dolan and the Knicks organization if you know you're gonna target somebody in free agency and you have one of their best friends on your team you do everything you can in your power to make sure that that guy is happy, regardless. <laughs> and the fact that they completely whiffed on that, they're they're just they're ridiculous. Like it's I don't I don't know what that organization is doing. It's
0: they are and uh, mentioned this because I had I've met mentioned this earlier, but so I had a so I tweeted out someone where they I Thomas also signed with the Wizards, and some of Wizards fans was like. Imagine this trio of Isaiah Thomas, Beal, and uh, Rui, and some Knicks fan was like, Wizard fans are worse than us Knicks fans. I'm like, at and I said, <laughs> I replied to the Knicks fan, at least they didn't get free agents. <laughs> That's true. And he's like, we gotten four. What's your point? It's like, but are any of those KD, Zion, Kyrie, or Kawhi? And he's like,
1: what you guys originally
0: wanted? It's like, does it matter? Our roster is still better than the Wizards, LMAO. I was like. All right, kind of guy, give it to you there. You're not paying John Wall money. I'll give him that. But then, <laughs> then well, this... but even then like
1: the Wizards have what they have: Bradley Beal, John Wall. Now they have Ryu Hachimura.
0: Yeah, it's they still got Bradley Beal. They still got an All Star. <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't, I don't know who the Knicks have that they can say like they can be completely confident on. Like, oh yeah, this guy's gonna take over.
0: Yeah, some some wizard fan replied to him. It's cute that you think that, bro. Good luck on not being the worst team in the league again. And then the, the Knicks fans like, wizards are a poverty, Fran, are poverty. Nice try, buddy. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, not, I'm like, I'm done with this in my mentions. You guys are both poverty. Just shut up. <laughs> it, hey, shut them up. They haven't replied to me since. Oh wait, never mind. They have. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right, I'm gonna read this live with you guys because <laughs> I said both of all. Both of y'all are poverty <laughs> uh, what guy says I mean at least the Wizards get a couple starts and stars and Beal and wall when he's back. I'm glad he's the best player isn't Julius Randall fair point <laughs> then uh, <laughs> then the the next fan's like well we got we still have a max contract slot and it's like, okay, you don't have a ma- you don't have a player filled <laughs> that with... right, way these people are stupid there's there's a reason these these uh, franchises are poverty. Are, yeah, I heard your phone vibrate, and I got a notification at the, like the same time. So I was like, "Did someone go down?" <laughs> yeah, because at, at this point, our whole podcast can be derailed by a single notification. At this point, which
1: is that's why you have notifications on.
0: All right, well, let's mention some big free agents that are still left on the board, real quick. Of course, Kawhi, DeMarcus Cousins, which I believe he has a meeting with the. Does he have a meeting with the Lakers? If I saw that correctly. Well, he
1: had a meeting with Magic
0: um, about DeMar- himself I'm talking about DeMarcus Cousins
1: Oh, oh, sorry, like, sorry We're going to no, get I to Kawhi,
0: but I'm going to talk about Cousins real quick Because I know Cousins has a meeting with the Celtics And he has a mutual interest with the Heat I don't think
1: it matters but Cousins doesn't really matter at this
0: point <laughs> Yeah, to be honest uh, Danny Green, Kelly Obrick um, And then the rest are javel McGee, Rajon, just names I know at this point uh, It's just a bunch of like Dwight Howard somehow is a free agent Role players but let's get talk about Kawhi real quick. Let's wrap up with the Kawhi. So there's been, so we got the breaking news here. Kawhi Leonard has decided to not decide on a team yet. Because <laughs> we per ATL per ATL. This is this is breaking news, guys. No, but everyone's trying to be like that. They're in the know. I keep seeing a lot of things on the Warrior on not the Warriors. Jesus, if Kawhi went to the Warriors, I swear to God, that would be no. I think the league would have the burn if Kawhi went to the Warriors.
1: I mean, it's the same thing if Kawhi went to the Lakers.
0: But there's a lot of stuff about Kawhi going to the Lakers. A lot of Clippers are still in it, and Toronto's still in it. Of course, the Knicks are no longer in this because they never were in this. But... It's a lot of news on should he go? Is he going to join Lakers? It's a lot of a lot of stuff just floating around that's the Lakers, and I still I think overall that even if he does join the Lakers, this is not going to be like the Warriors signing Kevin Durant. This is not going to be a surefire way that this team is instantly going to win a championship. The Lakers are not like that. They have absolutely no money to spend on the bench, so if they do sign Kawhi. They're not going to have a bench. They're going to have a injury-prone Anthony Davis. They're going to have a old, a just an older LeBron that's not getting any younger. And then you're also having a Kawhi Leonard that doesn't play a full season either. What what yep. do you, what do you think on that? No, I
1: agree with you. I think they're going to be extremely top-heavy, more so than what we've seen Golden State be in the past. And so, um, but at the same time, like it's just this team is going to win so many games. Um, so I think you could, as long as they're in, in the finals, they'll be fine. Or as sorry, as long as they're in the playoffs, they should be okay to, to make some noise. Um, but again, they gotta be in that position. They gotta be in that position to get there. Yeah. And so,
0: and the way, um, the way that the West is going to is it seems these teams are being more built all around. It's not like they're top. None of these teams are really top heavy. If you, if you look at the Jazz, they're not really top heavy, but they got a lot of talent around their team. Spurs, yeah, Spurs are in a very similar way where they're not really top heavy either. They got Lamarcus and Demar as all stars, but the rest of the team is kind of built on really good role players. Um, Dallas is kind of similar too. I'm trying to think of other teams. Uh, Minnesota, Denver. Look at Denver. Denver, Denver, and Portland are two teams I look at where they're built off depth and. The Lakers, they're going a route where they are going that super team route, but that's kind of, I think the league's going the opposite way on this, where you need to have a, you need to have a lot of depth around you. You need to have people that can come off the bench easily and score 20 points. You need a Lou, you need a Lou Williams on your team. You can't have, you can't just have Quinn Cook coming off the, off the bench and thinking that you're going to be okay. It's not, that's not how the league is going in any sort of way.
1: Yeah, but even then, again, this team just needs to make sure they make the finals and then they become a formidable – sorry, I keep saying finals. They just need to make sure they make the playoffs and then they become a formidable team. So – so, it, it, and, and depending, you know, depending, we could see we could see all these, these like, fringe players like DeMarcus Cousins and Ronda Honda – Rondo
0: – Rondo? Ronda Honda's Jefferson? Yeah, I don't know, yeah, know I'm trying to say Jefferson. But
1: um, but yeah, we can see them just taking vet minimums. I mean, just kind of pulling a David West and saying, "Hey, look, I just want to win a ring at this point," and I know that if we have, if we have, you know, LeBron, Kawhi, and AD together, we can we can potentially make that happen. Yeah. I, so there's I just, there's ever, anything can happen. I, I mean, if you get those three together, you can't count them out and say that they're not. I mean, they're definitely going to be the favorites. I think.
0: Yeah. And- They'll still be the favorites, but again, this is not like the Warriors where this is like, oh, just give them the title now. It's this is not going to be that type of team, especially with the way that the whole league is being
1: built. I, I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. Do you, with those three guys, you have to you have to put them right in the front. scene. Uh, I'm
0: not I'm not I'm not saying that they're not they wouldn't be favorites. I'm just saying that it's not like the Warriors where they signed DeMarcus Cousins and then you say give them the title now. It's not the team should not be perceived like that until especially until they've. Fill out their bench. But, and I'm not saying that they would not be, they're going to be missing the playoffs. If this team stays the way it is now, they will be missing the playoffs. My take is going to be perfectly fine. But they do sign Kawhi. They're going to have to work around building a bench without a lot of money. Yeah, they're going to have some ring chasers. But this team is still not going to be, this is not the team that you get the title right before the season begins. This is a team that's going to have to earn that, that trophy like everyone else.
1: I mean that's always what it what it comes down to essentially. But even still, that's still going to be the best team in the league.
0: I'll get yeah, I'll, I'll get that because people they have. So, all right, what team do you think Kawhi's going to go to, and what team do you want him to go to? Um, I think both of those go to Clippers. So you um, all right. So why do you think that? I, though?
1: I think it's always it's always been that way. Um, I think it's it's always been, it's always been the Clippers to lose. Now. Oh. I will say that I've become a little bit more um I've become a little bit more hesitant because of what the Clippers have not done this free agency or this this offseason. Um like they didn't get another marquee um they didn't get another marquee player to go alongside with with Kawhi. Even though I still think they have a pretty good overall team. You know, you would have seen. I would have thought like Jimmy Butler or, yeah. or, you know, Al Horford or something would have gone to, to the Clippers for, um, to to pair up with Kawhi. But I honestly think that's that's where he was. He wants to go. He wants to go to LA, and the Clippers are are the perfect team for him. Set up right now, they got that long defensive underdog mentality. That's you know not gonna. That's that's right up his alley.
0: Yeah. Um, just thinking now, Kawhi, the person, the problem is trying to think in that way. It's not, you got to put uncle Dennis into that factor too, which is uncle Dennis has to be the worst quote unquote dad in the league. Right. Just cause it seems like, and if all these, all these rumors that we've heard of like from the respectable guys, it's, you always see uncle Dennis is going to be in the meetings. it's like, how is this dude not whispering into Kawhi's ear? And so I think I want to agree with, I prefer that he stay in Toronto. That's my preference because I rather him not come to a already pretty loaded West. I rather he stay East. Plus it still allows a Kawhi Spurs finals matchup if that ever happens. But I probably think I'm putting my favorites on the Clippers just because he wants to go to LA. I don't think he wants to be second or third field to, to LeBron and AD, even though that most likely he'll take, he'll probably take that first or second position if he ever does go there. But I think the Clippers have more money to spend to build around him. You have a great defensive point guard and, and uh, Patrick Beverling. That Clippers team would be a great defensive team if they if he does go there.
1: Well, aside from aside from a great defensive point guard, they they have that shy um, shy Gilko, just Alexander is just a really good. He's a really good prospect, and, and also he's a also, long defensive player.
0: Also add on Lou Williams, Montrell Harris. It's a really well built team. Team that it's has a scrappy team. Yeah, and team that that's just waiting for an alpha type player to kind of lead them. And Kawhi would definitely take that role. He won't. He also won't have to deal with the major media because Clippers are second media. He will get some media, but he's not going to get nearly as much as as LeBron and AD will, which I think he would rather take that back seat a little bit. But. Overall, I prefer him stay in Toronto, though. But he's going. To, I believe he would go to the Clippers if it was, if it was him making the choice and not just Uncle Dennis. Right, right, right. So, you have any last words to say on this on this podcast?
1: No. All I all I have to say is I think uh, I think I think the Spurs are in a good position right now. People may count them out. People may say that uh, you know we're going to be another we're going to be a lottery team, but. I think with Spurs' development and all the youth that we have, I think we're, we're going to make some noise.
0: Yeah, I believe so. This is, Spurs team is not bad at all. This was a team that won 48 games last season with injuries and not the team that I know Pop and RC didn't want. So I expect the team to really play much better than they have been, plus coming back with DeJounte and all that. They're going to be, I want to say, a 51-team
1: yeah I, I think i i think and vegas said it said it too that the spurs are going to win less than 44 games i definitely think you bet the over on that one
0: yeah you definitely bet the over on that one however some money the way that the west is kind of going you got you do worry a bit if you're a spurs fan but overall i'm not too concerned about stay weary
1: stay weary but be hopeful
0: exactly all right well at the line is part of the rise up podcast community rise up podcast decades and promotes the growth of podcasts all around So go check them out on the on their website at bit.ly slash rise up pod community or on twitter at r pod community also make sure to check out the Spurs zone which we are both now writing for i have a piece over the spurs latest drafted pick number 19 L- lucas some S- S- i can't talk, say his name samanich samanich it's it's late I, did, I wrote a piece over Luca saying what you should be expecting from him and what you should not be expecting some of his weaknesses are if you didn't really watch the first summer league game, but that's coming out that's coming out on Tuesday on the Spurs Zone on News for San Antonio. So go check that out. Also keep an eye on it for pieces from Mac and me in the future as well. All right, any last words, Mac?
1: Nope, I'm good, guys. As always, go Spurs, go.
0: Go Spurs, go. All right, we'll see you guys next time. If there is major free agency news, we'll be back. But next time, expect some more Summer League. This has been At The Lion. Make sure to check us out on Twitter at at pod. You can find my Twitter at Radio. You can find Mac and roast him on Twitter at MacPenMedia. All right, (laughs) we'll see you guys next time.